the science of on the money show Welcome to The Money Show. It's the science of telematics this evening. What am I talking about, telematics? What's it got to do with money? What's it got to do with business? Well, it turns out telematics got everything to do with money and business. Let's talk to Anton Ossip, who is the chief executive of Discovery Insure. You use telematics a lot. Correct. Hi, Bruce. Um, um, it's, it's, not, it's nice to have you with us, Anton. Uh, give, give me just a breakdown, an English version of what telematics is. So telematics in the context of motor insurance is the ability to accurately measure how someone is driving their vehicle um, to, to really put technology in a, in a vehicle that can sort of ac- accurately tell how the vehicle is being driven, how aggressive is the driver, um, you know, how reckless is the driver or how safe is the driver, hopefully, um, and really use that information as a way of encouraging good driving behavior. Uh, okay, so what what is the, the the tech behind it? Is there is there like a, a spirit level that you put in a car to see whether or not there's rapid um, acceleration and, and braking? Yes, yeah, so, so quite so simply, um, it's really I guess three main components. The one is an accelerometer that tells the g forces on the vehicle, um, sort of in all the different axes, forward, backwards, left, right, up and down. But but a, but a BMW X5 will have different g forces, surely, to uh, a Toyota Atos, for example. Um, well, depends how it's being driven, and it's yeah. obviously a more powerful car. But even a sort of a more powerful car driven responsibly can be within sort of the performance envelope of the vehicle's sort of capability. Okay. So we kind of give latitude to you know what the car is capable of doing ultimately, and you know even a, a sort of a fast car can be pushed outside of its boundary and crashed, unfortunately, sure. or a, or a less powerful car. Mm. Um, but effectively, it's the accelerometer that gives the ability to to know what's going on there. It's a tiny chip. I mean, it's a really, really small sort of piece of technology that, that gives a high, high frequency level of, of information. Okay. Sort of 15 times a second is, is typically what it's what it's sampled at, um, which gives a lot of information. Um, a GPS device or GPS chip, which tells you where you are effectively on the, on the globe. Um, GPS trip effectively um, connects to six satellites and tells you exactly where within sort of a meter or two where you are. And that gives you also the ability to work out speed because change in location can obviously be translated into speed. Okay, so that's how you, you monitor how fast people are driving. How fast right? you're driving and also where you're driving, which gives you the speed limit. So you know where you're driving relative to, you know, is it a freeway, is it a, a sort of a, a, a suburb, suburb, suburban road? Um, and then the last component is the communication aspect. So a GSM modem effectively allows you to communicate um, through the cellular network um, back to a server, um, giving you the information that you need to to know where the person is and also to be able to respond to hard G-forces. You know, hard G-forces could mean an accident. So this is real-time stuff? Real-time, you've got the date. We, got, we get the data in real-time, which allows us to respond, as I say, to a hard G-force could mean a potential accident. I went to a presentation the other day where Adrian Gore was talking about his his daughter, I think, was sipping on a cup of coffee and driving um, and had a bumper bashing. Um, and the message came through, bing, bing, um, your daughter's had an accident um, almost instantaneously. Yeah, so so on a daily basis, we're calling you know many many clients where it seems like there's been an accident, um, and they typically will get phoned bef- you know, literally as the accidents happened before they've had a chance to work out who they need to call, and and it, we really can assist them sort of at that point of of contact. And if it's a more serious accident and they're not able to answer their phone, we automatically dispatch um, ambulances. Okay, I mean that that becomes part of the the service element then as to part of that. But what does this intelligence from the accelerometer, the GPS, and the GSM modem, those three bits of technology. What does that give you as the insurer in terms of intelligence as to what is going on with the vehicle that's being driven at that particular moment? 
Yeah, so effectively we know how aggressively the vehicle's been driven. So how recklessly it's been driven, if it's been driven outside of its performance envelope in terms of the capabilities of the, you know, of what, what the vehicle can do. Um, for example, someone that takes a corner at a speed that's, you know, that's, that's too fast would effectively generate a high G-force in the lateral sort of left and right um, plane of the vehicle, um, which means that there's a potential for them to lose control as they're taking a corner. Um, and all this allows us to effectively give them information, so real-time information of how they're driving, as well as to translate that information into a score. Um, and the score is what we use people, you know, we give that to people to effectively generate a monthly reward um, and give them information that they can use to compete amongst themselves in terms of becoming a better driver. You, uh, nobody, I ask, if I throw, open the lines right now, and I'm, I'm prepared to open them right now, if you're a bad driver, give me a call on 021-446-0567 or 011-883-0702. Not one person will phone. Yeah, I think we should hear some deathly silence from now. Yeah. <laughs> because we do think that we're pretty blimmin' gifted behind the wheel, don't we? Yeah, and I think that's really the sort of the irrational sort of optimism that we, we find amongst a number of things. I mean, driving's one of them, sort of health is another one, where people are think, they, think that they're better off than they, they are. Um, and by providing people with real information gives them the tools that they can tell you know, are they a good driver? Aren't they? And if they aren't, what they can do to become a good driver? You, you ran a competition. I think it went for about three months um, where you invited people to download an app uh, just to their smartphones. And the smartphone then acted as all three of these devices, the accelerometer, uh, the GPS and the, and the modem, effectively, um, because um, the application, which uses American boffin uh, device technology, effectively can tell whether or not you are on your phone if you're talking on your phone while you're driving. So you're distracted. It can tell um, the G-forces, all of that sort of stuff, which is extraordinary um, that, that your smartphone is able to do that. Yeah, so effectively, I mean, smartphones are becoming more and more sophisticated and more and more sort of prevalent. People are using smartphones on a, on a, at sort of a higher sort of rate. Um, the, the data that you get from smartphone is very rich, but um, it's quite noisy because obviously the phone is moving. You know, it could be in the cup holder, it could be moving around, you could be on it. Um, so to actually take that data and effectively clean it so that you know what is the car and what is, you know, the sort of movement within the car. Um, so we partnered with a, with a team out of MRT, um, a number of sort of PhDs in this sort of science of mobile um, sort of telematics um, to actually translate that data into something that's meaningful, um, something that you can use as an insurer to understand how someone's driving. I want to know how you use the information that you glean. Please pop on your headphones, though, because we found South Africa's best driver. Connie and Lindhurst, are you South Africa's best driver? Well, not according to Discovery Insure. I'm a terrible driver, according to them. But you disagree? Yes, um, I do have a performance car. I drive a Fiesta ST. And um, generally, I mean, I, I don't speed. But it can drive around corners a little bit faster than little <laughs> Mahta in her little tiny car. So I do tend to drive around corners slightly faster, but not excessively badly. And, um, you know, I can get to a normal speed much quicker than another car. So I feed into traffic far easier. Um, and so it just seems that they mark down on that. But I'm not actually driving aggressively. I don't drive up behind people and swerve in and out of traffic. So it's quite interesting how they work it out. What sort of scores do they give you, Connie? I'm sitting on a base score. Uh, my last month's score, I think, was 208. Uh, okay, and I'm going I'm to ask Anton what that means. And, Connie, um, good luck with your driving. Uh, have you seen any change in the score um, as, as you've been going month by month, Connie? That's an important question. Have you gone from, like, 4,000 down to 200? A very, very slight change. Um, I've stayed on the base score. 
And I've even gone to the point of actually accelerating slower, and it actually hasn't made a difference on my score. Okay, Connie Linus, thanks very much. I mean, here's Connie, you says your, your technology's rubbish, Anton. <laughs> but she does admit to taking corners quite fast and zipping into traffic quite quickly. Look, it's a difficult one to obviously answer course, off, the, of off the bat. Um, it sounds like if she's got 200 points, there's a number of other things that she hasn't done. Well, what, what does think. that score of 208 mean? Just give, give me a sense of is one good and 500 is bad? What, what is the scale that, that you work yeah, on? Yes, so effectively at the moment, 1500 is the maximum score that you can get. So 200 out of 1500 is not it, it, very it's, good. It's not even a South African say. maths pass mark. Exactly. So it is okay. unfortunately quite a bit below average um, and there's a number of other sort of aspects that that sort of work into the score so so half the score is how you drive the other half is a number of other things so for example having your car roadworthy on an annual basis taking it to tiger wheel and tire having it roadworthy that gives you 150 points and um, we've partnered with a um, with an expert on sort of our sort of peripheral vision skills called Arjum. You know, that gives you further points. So there's a number of other things that gives you points in addition to driving. If we but even to, 200 out of dri- the driving yeah. score is unfortunately not a great score. Okay, not a great score. So, I mean, she says she's tried driving a bit more slowly. She's tried to be a little less, um, I, I don't want to use the term aggressive, but perhaps um, you know, use, she's used the car's capabilities less than perhaps she did in the past. Um, and she says the score's not improving nearly sufficiently for her. Look, I think the positive thing is that she's someone that's engaging in the program. She's trying, she's sort of taking that information to heart and, and doing something with it. Um, you know, we a number of people are driving performance vehicles and getting pretty high scores. Um, so, you know, you, it can be done. You can do it with, with performance cars. You can do it with sort of more sort of your average sedan cars. Um, as I say, can't really comment exactly on, on why she's not getting sort of the points that she thinks she should be getting based on her driving. Okay, but uh, but is she missing the point perhaps and saying, you know, I don't drive aggressively, I do nip into traffic, I nip out of traffic. Well, that's a behavior that may raise the the risk of having an accident and that's precisely why you get marked down on it. Yeah, correct. I mean, it's not also about you only, it's about what's around you. So the more sort of, you know, responsibly you're driving, the you know, better you have the ability to react to someone else yeah. that might come in front of you or someone that might run across the road or, you know, a, a, a motorcycle or whatever the case may be. So we want to really create the whole ecosystem of good driving. I mean, that's, that's our sort of ultimate aim is to reduce road accident deaths. Elaine's very grumpy with you. Hello, Elaine. Hi there. Uh, tell, tell Anton why you're grumpy with him. <laughs> well, I was very excited about this uh, discovery concept about being rewarded for being a good driver. So I, I signed up and I had the device installed into my little Chevrolet Spark. And uh, what happened was, uh, my, my understanding is that you shouldn't actually know where the device is. But what happened was, after it was installed, my front bumper was hanging off my vehicle. Uh. And um, I, I then contacted uh, um, Discovery and I contacted uh, your company. And the vehicle was permanently damaged. And uh, <laughs> and I even went on to Hello Peter and they came uh. and they took it out. And yeah, it was not a very positive experience at all. So I- Elaine, I'm not sure. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm sorry for that. Anton, I mean, do you get many complaints like Elaine's? So, I mean, the, so the fitting of the device before we've gone into the, the app now, the mobile app, I mean, involves obviously sort of fitting an electronic device. We do thousands a month. Um, you know, cable, you know, you have a, the odd occasion like that, like any sort of tracking device. Um, typically, we would, 
you know, contact Elaine or deal with that issue and sort it out. So I'm sorry, Elaine, if we haven't dealt with that issue as effectively as we should. Um, please contact me. We need to sort that out. Okay, Elaine, please give your number to our producers. Anton Ossip is the chief executive of Discovery Insure. More and more, I am noticing, people are driving, ostensibly SMSing or doing stupid stuff on their phone, uh, downloading apps or looking at apps or just being distracted by their phones. Yeah, I think that's something that we're seeing more and more. And sort of global stats are saying that about a quarter of accidents is through distracted driving. So whether it's texting or doing something else that's sort of distracting you from really sort of focusing on the road. So one of the benefits of using sort of mobile-based telematics is that we can actually measure what the phone's being sort of used for. We can measure that the phone's not being used. And we've created a further incentive where more points can be earned if you don't use your phone but and using a phone, I mean, not talking on a Bluetooth hands-free because that's you know that's, that's fine, fine. Yeah. or that's better, let's just say. So we don't measure that, but actually not texting or not answering to an email. Um, but you can actually see people's driving patterns change the moment they pick up the phone and start doing something while mobile. Dramatically so, and I mean, if I can talk from a personal experience, it's the one thing ever that's sort of made me stop mm. using my phone while I'm driving because you can't get the best scores if you do that, um, and it's. Some people just need that nudge. Um, you know, if you don't want to do that, it's fine. The rest yeah. of the program will reward you. Uh, Peter and Craig Hall, is this the Peter to whom I can thank for my radio career? Uh, yes. Ah, Peter and Doro. Peter and Doro. <laughs> I tell you what, the 7th of March, 1993, <laughs> I arrived at work and Peter, Peter and Doro read news bulletins that I wrote. On the 14th of March, he didn't pitch for work. Thanks for not pitching for work that day, Peter and Doro. I look at you now and I didn't even get a, a, a single percentage of all your earnings over the years. You know what, Peter, but you, you, it's your one charitable thing that you've done. Now, listen, quickly, your comment for Anton Austin. All right. Okay, my question is, uh, we're talking about these telematics, which is great, and it measures all this positive behavior. Is there a backstory here? that Discovery can use this information ha! to repudiate a claim. Thank you, Peter. And Dora, on the line to us from Craig Hall this evening. Yeah, thanks, Peter. That's a great question. So something that we sort of set out when we originally started the business three just over three years ago was to make sure that it was going to be used for positive sort of rewarding purposes. It wasn't going to be a sort of a, a stick. It was going to be the carrot ready to reward good driving. So we've written sort of in our policy wording, in our policy contract, that it cannot be used, you know, for repudiation of claims. Um, you know, so it's, it's kind of very, very clear. I mean, the, the statistics that we get from the ombudsman in terms of, of claims sort of repudiated versus or claims complaints as a percentage of total claims, I think is, is something that we watch very carefully to make sure that we weigh below average. Um, it's something that we, we won't do. It's about positive rewarding as opposed to about negative. What is your driving score? My driving score is I'm unengaged. Um, what I'm, is engaged? So sort of the level of, of points I'm getting okay. is, is engaged. Um, my last one was 800 points out of uh, 800, 900 points, somewhere around there. I get about 600 Rand back a, a month. Um, so I'm, are, are you, I'm doing are you, reasonably well. Are you better than average? Um, I am better than average. Is your driving I'm, I'm focusing on it. It has improved. Is your driving improved? It has improved. People have been asking me to ask you. Anton Ossip, Chief Executive of Discovery Insure.